Welcome to another episode of The Inquisitive Analyst. I'm your host, Marcus Yudekang. It's the show where we chat about business analysis and project management issues and the challenges and triumphs within those fields. It's inspiring, it's informative, and very much inquisitive. My guest today is an author, speaker, and educator. She's a business advisor for consultants. She has experience as a managing director, management consultant, strategic advisor, and a mentor. She also runs Laura's Consulting Guide and LAD Enterprises Incorporated. Please help me welcome to today's show, joining us all the way from Pennsylvania, Laura Burford. Welcome, Laura. It's great to see you, and I'm looking forward to today's conversation. Fantastic. Now, I wanted to start off by asking how you got into the consulting field. I got into the consulting field very early on. I was working in industry and I tended to get a little bored. So um, after about two years, I was always looking for something new. And one day I just applied to one of the big four and uh, I was very lucky. I was able to um, get a position with one of the big four consulting organizations. And that was the start of my consulting. Um, I did not stay. I actually went back into industry. I went to work for one of their, their clients. But after a while, I went back to consulting. And I've been there ever since. Fantastic. It sounds smoother than it may have been. Usually things tend to go up and down. It sounds like it, it just kind of worked worked out. Pretty well. It had its ups and downs. I won't say anything. But it's a uh, career that I enjoy. Nice. Fantastic. Well, that's always good. If you're doing something you enjoy, if you're passionate about it, then you probably will succeed more than likely. Fantastic. Now, you've got uh, something called the consultancy model and consultancy jumpstart blueprint. What, uh, what are those two items about? Give you a little background and it might sure. help. Sure. What happened in 2016? I was working with PMOs, helping set up PMOs. A good friend of mine approached me and she said, Can you help some of these people who are trying to go out on their own as a consultant? Mm-hmm. And I sat back and I said, uh, Sure, I'll, well, we can talk. You know, anybody that is a consultant or as a project manager always knows that, you know, Give a helping hand and help people along. But what also happened was I took a step back and I started listening to what I say, the noise. As to what was going on out in the world. And I started reading. And noticing the number of people that were transitioning from working full-time for an organization to either going out on their own full-time or going out and then going back into the corporate world and then saying, hey, you know what, maybe I don't want to work in the corporate world. But I was also watching a fair number of them fail. And they fail because they listen to a lot of advice that's being given. And they think it's easy. All you have to do is hang out a shingle. 
And guess what? It's not easy. And you said a few seconds ago, I made it sound smooth, but maybe it wasn't smooth. Maybe, maybe there were some ups and downs. Yes, there's some ups and downs. But as I sat back and not only listened to the noise with the number of people moving into the independent worker field, I also took a step back and said, you know, a lot of these people are going out and they don't have the training. I have 10 years of big four experience. I've set up consulting organizations, even international ones, even before going out on my own. And I made mistakes. If I can, if I'm making mistakes because I'm not thinking properly, how can anybody be expected just to hang out a shingle and get going? So that's where the consultancy model came in place. It's my model. It's based on my 30 plus years of experience as a consultant. But what it does is it walks you through a consulting business. Nice. So it's broken down into four areas, basically. The first piece is your core, your why, your what, your who, and your how. Second piece is how do you build relationships? Because consulting is a relationship business. And that's how you get clients, by building relationships. The third piece deals with how do you price? How do you put a proposal out? And the fourth is how do you deliver? So that's what the model is. It's sitting back and saying at a holistic, at a holistic level, this is what consulting is. And this is what you need to know. Do you have to be an expert in everything? No. With that in place, the Consulting Jumpstart Blueprint covers the first three of those four areas. And it's for anybody who has not mastered consulting. The people that go through it, some of them are new to consulting, but the people that tend to do the best are the people that have been at it for 18 months, mm -hmm. two years, five years, and they're still struggling in some way, shape or form. So that's what the Jumpstart Blueprint is. Fantastic. It's high level videos, um, templates, workbooks, everything to help you be successful. Fantastic. Now you've mentioned that relationships are very important in, actually they're important in any business, but very much so important for consultants. What are some ways say that a consultant can build effective, long-lasting relationships with the right people? It starts with a person taking a, a consultant, taking a step back and saying, first of all, I have to work on this every day. This is not something I can do when I have time or when I feel like it. This is something that's done daily. And I tell people, go ahead, take the weekends off, but you, you need to work on it every day. It's not put it on, do something and put it on the shelf. The other thing is, is sitting back and saying, there's stages of a relationship. This is not just reach out once or twice. You got to work it. And you got to work it by listening first and connecting. And then coming across and being credible and being reliable. And I even take it a step further by saying relationships are built on trust. 
And three things have to be taken into account when you think about building a relationship and trust. The first, the words that you use, written, verbal, and as well as the images. How do you come across? How do you make people feel? And your actions. So all that needs to be taken into account. So this is something where you need to take a step back, think hard, put together a plan, a relationship building plan, and figure out how you move through the stages and realize you got to do it every day. It's not a one touch. You don't go out and pick or pick up the phone and say, hey, here's what I'm trying to sell. Forget it. Get to know the person and put the person first. Consulting is not about the consultant. It's about the client. Yeah, it's very much a, a people person type of uh, type of vocation, right? Like if you don't know how to interact with people, if you don't know how to create those relationships, then it's probably not the business for you if you don't, if it doesn't come either natural or if it's just something that's, that doesn't fit. So uh, yeah, I'd have to yeah, say. What I have, Marcus, what I have found too is uh, many people who start consulting have never been trained mm. or educated. Educated yeah. is the better word to use yeah. in how to build relation a relationship because they've worked in an organization. Maybe it's a large corporation. And yes, mm. they, maybe they've built relationships within that corporation, mm. but nobody ever took the time to explain to them, this is what it means to build a relationship. Mm. Yeah. And you have to constantly, uh, constantly extend that relationship as well. So now you've got the Laura's Consulting Guide, these online self-study courses. Is that related to, actually, first of all, what does that offer? And is it related to the Jumpstart Blueprint and the consultancy model? Or does it stand alone? Um, the Consulting Jumpstart Blueprint program is offered two ways. One, one-on-one. -on -one. You work with me one-on-one. -on -one. We go through the model. I use pieces of the Jumpstart Blueprint program that are right for you. And I augment. You know, one-on-one, -on -one, I can do things like that. The Consulting Jumpstart Blueprint program also is available as a group discussion. It's an evergreen program, so you can join whenever you want. You can walk through the lessons, the templates, the workbooks. There's two group discussions a week. There's a community group. I try to do whatever I can to help people be successful. Nice. Fantastic. So that's the Jumpstart program, and it goes through your core, building relationships and pricing and proposals, as well as discovering you. So there's more there, but I think yeah. you get the general. Yeah. That's a group discussion, but some people don't want that. Some people want to do it on their own. Hmm. So not all that Jumpstart program is available as self-study, but pieces are available as self-study. For example, if you want to figure out pricing on your own and you want to figure out how to do a proposal, there's a there's three courses that just deal with that. There's one that deals with parts of your core. So some of it's available as self-study and some people find that's the right thing for them. Fantastic. So say from a, from a high level, uh, without getting into too much detail, how how does a consultant determine their hourly rate and should i mean should they use a value-based pricing system or anything else here's how i'm going to answer that there are five basic pricing models they're all good they're all right and they're all wrong 
you need to use the right one for the right situation for the right client at the right time and make sure it's the right fit. Uh, so you need to take a step back and think, what am I offering? And what does the client feel comfortable with? What do I feel comfortable with? I do recommend people try to stay away from the hourly uh, for a number of reasons. I do prefer, my personal preference is value-based, but you know, any of them are good. How do you determine your hourly rate? There's a number of factors that need to go into, need to be considered. And uh, I actually have a video out on my YouTube channel. Mm, nice. That will walk you through. And I'm going to recommend people just go to that because it takes into account uh, how many hours you want to work, uh, admin time, vacation time, education time. So all the factors you need to think about. I also call it your sanity check rate. And I call it a sanity check rate because you will come up with an hourly rate, but that might not be the rate you use if you want to go out on an hourly basis. It might be too high, it might be too low, but it is a sanity check rate as a starting point. So um, I'll, I'll point people to the YouTube channel, go through the video. There's also a video on value-based as well as one on okay. fixed price. So there's a couple other things out there. Fantastic. And I know that some consultancy agencies, like there's some companies out there, like there's the KPMGs and the Deloitte's and the Accenture's, and sometimes they have a range and you can't kind of go out of that range. You're, you're, you know, you're obligated to stay within that. I know it's kind of based on a bit of negotiation and stuff, but uh, if you're on your own as an independent and you're going out or people are coming to you and you're charging them, I guess it's one thing, but if you're actually going to a company and they're hiring a consultant and they have a range, I guess some consultants are, are forced to stay within that range. I would, just, I would imagine. You're forced to stay within the range if they're using the hourly rate base and the KPMGs. Yes. They're going to have levels of consultants. Hmm. So it's going to depend on what level they think you're at. Hmm. Okay. And um, you will have to stay within that range. Okay. Because that, ties to how they can bill you out. Yeah. Yeah. So like you mentioned that there were uh, different types of, of uh, pricing systems and there's also different levels of consultants you mentioned. What are the types of, um, you mentioned there's three types, three levels of consultants. Uh, what, what, uh, what levels are those? There's three levels and there's probably more in between. Okay. And I talk about levels of consultants primarily to help people who are starting out as a consultant or who've been a consultant for a period of time, think where they fit. And this ties back to your mm -hmm. comment about K the KPMGs of the world and the hourly rates. At the very top of the level, the top level, that's the trusted advisor. And if I equate it to a KPMG or another big four, that would probably be more the director See, true senior manager, that's that trusted advisor. That's the person that is um, out there giving advice. Uh, they have the experience and expertise and they have the intellectual property and they, have, they are really clear as to what is their point of view. Whereas the bottom tier 
they'll probably take instructions a little bit from maybe another consultant, even if they're a consultant, they can do some advising. They probably do not have intellectual property or if they have some, it's minimal. And everybody has some intellectual property. So what they have is usually minimal. They have some experience and expertise, but they might not have the have as much as that person that's at the high level. Does that explain it? It's like yeah. no, that's you good. need to figure yeah. out where you're at. And that's yeah. going to tie to some of your pricing as well. Right. And yeah. what type of work you're able to do or people will hire you for. Fantastic. Uh, any common challenges that consultants have to deal with? Uh, and if any, how can they overcome them? Common challenges. And one of the biggest challenges I find with consultants, whether they've been consulting for a long time or they're just starting out, is they need to take a, they need to be very clear as to their skills and leverage their strengths. They also need to listen. Uh, and sometimes it's hard for consultants to listen. And I find people that are starting out or only have a year or two of experience also find it hard to say, I don't know. You need to be honest, you need to be genuine, you need to be authentic. So from a common challenge, I find listening first and not doing the talking. I've watched many people lose opportunities because they've they get excited and they know they can help that person and they talk too much. Yeah. Yeah. So there are a few common challenges that people run into listening, communicating, leveraging their strengths, being very clear as to what their focus is, that one thing for which they want to be known. And they cannot be that jack of all trades uh, that's for the them key. to... Mm -hmm. For them to grow, and I say, if you want to soar, you got to be really clear as to what you want to be known for. You want to be the go-to person for what? Right. Fantastic. Any tips on how to identify and define the ideal client? To identify, um, and this can be tied to your prior question about challenges. Mm -hmm. When people sit back to identify their ideal client, they need to look at two things, the characteristics, the tangibles, as well as the intangibles. Mm -hmm. Many consultants have been taught to worry about the characteristics, the tangibles. Mm -hmm. And when I grew up in consulting, that's all we worried about. And I tell the story frequently that when I was asked to set up a new group within a, the big four, I was PW at the time, the partners and I sat down, we went through and we came up with a list of potential clients, but everything was tied to the characteristics. Mm. And over time, I found that the list, the people on the list that I wanted to deal with were not necessarily at the top mm. with the, some of the partners. And it came down to the culture of the organizations and how they treated not only me, but the people that were working with me. 
Mm-hmm. So you have to take both into account. And that's important when you identify your ideal client. Fantastic. Now, I would probably ask also, how can a consultant best display credibility? I know you talked a bit about being honest. I would imagine some degree of, of credibility is honesty, obviously, and um, telling them if you don't know something as opposed to uh, not admitting that. So how, how can consultants say display credibility and, and how, do you, how do you get more clients with, with that targeted outreach? Okay. Credibility comes down to how you're seen. And that ties back to a comment I made earlier about words and images and your actions, how you make people feel. That's part of it. The other ties to some simple things, actions that every person can take, whether you're a consultant or not. One is once you know what that one thing is that you're going to focus on, come up with some stories. Mm Stories are relatable. People can, re- people can grab on, they remember stories. So you need to be able to provide and tell a st- provide a story, but that also means being able to really tell the story. And that story needs to tie to your why, your what, your who, and your how. So it's concise. Testimonials. I don't put a whole lot of faith in testimonials because you only ask for testimonials from people that are going to give you good testimonials. Yes, for the most obviously, part, right? yeah. But yeah. you want to have some testimonials, but they also can be tied to your stories and your case studies. Your professional image. I said to a gentleman not too long ago, um, he needed to get a different, he's been in business, for, I think three and a half years, but he struggled. I said, I recommend you get a professional looking email address. Mm. His comment was, why? I said, because you're using Yahoo and it looks old. This ties back to the image you present. You want to look current and you want something that's professional looking. So you want to do that. For consultants, do you need a website? I know many consultants who have been very successful without a website, but they have a top-notch LinkedIn profile. Mm. Because that's the first place people will look. Right. And if you do an internet search, usually LinkedIn comes up. It's either the first or second item when you do a search on a person's name. So there are a few things that you can do. It's all coming, it's coming back and being consistent with your message and being able to show that you have done things that will um, help your client achieve the results that they want to achieve. They actually have a downloadable document, Marcus, that's on my website uh, that says here are 10 ways that you can think about credibility. And it's not the words and the images, it's tactical things that you can do. Fantastic. You've got a book out, Project Management for Flat Organizations, cost-effective steps to achieving successful results. What's the book all about? And maybe a quick summary of it. The book is really a primer. I would call it more of a primer. Um, I was working, as I mentioned earlier, with PMOs, but prior to that, I was working with many small businesses, business owners, and they run projects. But 
they were not looking to go get certified as a project manager and they needed to figure out how to run a project. So the book really is designed for that flat organization where you have, you could have 50 people or 150 people or 200 people, but you don't have that hierarchy in place. Mm -hmm. You still need to run a project. So it actually is walks you through running a project from start to finish. And uh, it came out in 2013. And uh, you asked about targeted outreach earlier, and I didn't answer the question, so I apologize. But targeted outreach is an ideal way for any consultant to connect with somebody. But I use the same targeted outreach I use for reaching out to people as clients, as a consultant, to get a book deal. And I had three offers from top-notch publishers within 60 days by using a true targeted outreach approach where I sat back, did my research, and wrote very personalized letters to each of the editors. Now, you also have to have the ability to write in this case, but or the ability to deliver what you say you can deliver, but it's really connecting with the person who's the decision maker. I was going to say that more work more often these days becomes is becoming project oriented. So Mm -hmm. I would uh, think that a book like yours would certainly have a very wide audience. Um, Like you mentioned, people who do project work, but aren't necessarily project managers for, for those people as well. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because it came out in 2013 and um, still sells. I still get royalties off of it. And we're looking at what, eight years later, which is um, unusual usually for a book. I think it means it's, well, it's, it's stood the test of time. Yes, it has. That's good. Fantastic. Now you mentioned uh, earlier about your website. Uh, what is your website uh, URL? How, how can one access that? It's laurasconsultingguide.com. Oh, easy. Okay, good. It's Fantastic. easy enough. And uh, if anybody wants to connect with me, my email address is very easy as well. It's laura at lauraburford.com. Okay. So it's easy. If anybody is looking to look at uh, any of the YouTube, it's Laura Burford. Uh, all you have to do is type in Laura Burford because it's it'll be the YouTube. That's the Great. YouTube, and if you're looking for articles on Medium, it's Laura Burford as well. So it's oh, nice, very consistent co- across all the platforms. Good, and you're the URLs all have Laura Burford in the name, so it makes it a little easy. So I think you're practicing what you preach. Yes, I try to. That's good. That's As a matter of fact, one of the things I did when I started um, dealing with the Consulting Jumpstart Blueprint, anything that I recommend to anybody that they do, I changed my, what I was doing, so I was doing exactly what I'm telling people to do. Fantastic. I'm just curious, do you, because uh, sometimes they say, I know that you're a mentor, and I've been a mentor before. And while I'm mentoring someone, many times I actually learn uh, just as much from the mentee or from the protege. They make suggestions or recommendations and I go back and change them. And I would imagine in your business, it's the same. Sometimes you get ideas from other people and go, oh, wait a minute, that might be better than, you know, 
or, or I'll add on that on to what I do. Yes. And yes, Marcus, that's also why I like the group discussions for the program. Okay. Uh, people learn from other people. So if you're on in a session and you're talking to one another and you have a community group where you can ask questions of one another, you're learning. And I'm not afraid to sit back and say, no, I don't have an answer. Or when somebody asks me about a new tool that's out there, crying out loud, I can't stay up with every tool that's out there. Um, yeah, I'll look at it. And if I think it's a better tool than something I'm using, I have no qualms saying that. But yes, I can learn. And if people don't understand how I'm articulating something or how I explain something, I want to know. So I'm constantly updating my videos and changing the videos because you have to. It's all part of it's all part of the business. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank you very much, Laura, for appearing on the show. It's been absolutely splendid, and uh, some lots of this stuff is is new to me. Some of the stuff I, I already knew, but I'm sure the audience can glean a lot from it. And uh, I certainly would recommend people who want to go into consultancy to definitely contact you. So thank That's you for good. being on the show. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you very much. I totally enjoyed talking about this. If you can't tell, I want people to be successful. And in all honesty, I do everything I can to help them be successful. That's good. Fantastic. Well, thanks once again. And have yourself a wonderful day in Pennsylvania. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. And now a word from our sponsors. The Lewis Institute provides an enterprise project management program that does more than just train PMs. It helps support them from the CEO level on down. These courses help certify project leaders and prepare them to pass the PMP exam. The Business Agility Institute provides Emergence, the Journal of Business Agility. This quarterly publication brings you inspiring stories from the most innovative companies. Use the promo code ANALYST to get a 10% discount on your annual subscription.